It's 2017. I'm James Carlton. God forbid. And hello, welcome to God Forbid. James Carlton here with our RN show and podcast. Much to talk about this week. We had yet another Islamic terrorist attack in London, Westminster no less, and the Australian Parliament. They're debating changes to the Racial Discrimination Act, freedom of speech, freedom to live without racial discrimination. We live in an age of terrorism which collides with the freedom to live in safety, the freedom to live without fear. On this and more, we have on the God Forbid panel a lawyer who co-wrote the post-apartheid South Africa Charter of Religious Rights. He also fought the leading hate speech case in Canada's highest court, though he says Australia's law against racist insult, offence and humiliation goes too far. My question for you then, should it matter legally if you're offended by what someone says on the basis of your ethnicity or colour? Would you be offended if someone said, I love being white? Well, if the answer is yes, then prepare to be offended by Louis C.K. And a warning, he compounds the offence by offensively using offensive language. Oh, God, I love being white. I really do. Seriously, if you're not white, you're missing out because this shit is thoroughly good. Let me be clear, by the way, I'm not saying that white people are better. I'm saying that being white is clearly better. Who could even argue? If it was an option, I would re-up every year. Oh, yeah, I'll take white again. Absolutely. I've been enjoying that. I'm going to stick with white. Thank you. Here's how great it is to be white. I could get in a time machine and go to any time, and it would be awesome when I get there. That is exclusively a white privilege. Black people can't fuck with time machines. A black guy in a time machine is like, hey, think before 1980. No, thank you. I don't want to go. But I can go to any time. The year two? I don't even know what was happening then. But I know when I get there, welcome, we have a table right here for you, sir. Now, if you're, if you're white and you don't admit that it's great, you're an asshole. It is great. And I'm a man. How many advantages could one person have? I'm a white man. You, you can't even hurt my feelings. What can you really call a white man that really digs deep? Hey, cracker. Oh, ruined my day. Boy, shouldn't have called me a cracker. Bringing me back to owning land and people. What a drag. Stand-up legend Louis C.K. And now to our panel. Helen Pringle was a Fulbright Scholar at Princeton, where she was awarded a Master's and a Doctorate, and she's now Senior Lecturer at the University of New South Wales, specialising in the history of free speech, religious speech, pornography and blasphemy. Welcome, Helen. Hello. Some housekeeping first. This show is called God Forbid. Is that blasphemous? No, no. That's a relief. (laughs) I'll send a message to the ABC station as forthwith. Also with us, Ian Benson, who, as I mentioned, argued the top hate speech case in Canada and co-wrote South Africa's Religious Rights Charter. He's now professor at the University of Notre Dame, Australia. He says we're sadly living in an era when people expect hurt feelings to be remedied by the courts. Ian Benson, welcome to God Forbid. Thanks, James. How are you feeling? Well, thanks. That's a legal relief, isn't it? It's hard to follow Louis C.K., I must say. Why so? Well, he's quite funny. Did he make a point about the nature of the dominant race not being a victim of racism? I would say it needs some refinement. (laughs) It would depend where one was white and at what time. Well, we need to start with the terrible Islamic terrorist attack in London this week. 
Helen, all that was needed, a knife, a car, murderous intent, and you have Westminster, the cradle of democracy, literally under attack. Mm. Do you think this terrorist era is changing the way we think about freedom? I think people are a lot more concerned about their security and risks in their day-to-day lives than they, they possibly have been because, of, as you say, it's kind of no longer a political question. You don't have to be involved in political disputes to be a, a target here. But, you know, but there have been many periods in the past. Um, I was reading Conrad again recently and, you know, reminded of how pervasive the threat of terrorism was on people throughout the late 19th and early 20th century as well. So it's not entirely new. And that was a very low-tech era as well. But freedom used to all be about the freedom to say things or to go somewhere or to congregate. Mm. Is it now about the desired freedom to congregate without being run over or blown up? London experienced the Blitz, which was, after all, anathema to the whole notion of just war theory for centuries earlier. The idea that you would turn full military warfare on a civilian population would have been inconceivable at the time that uh, the Middle Ages was supposedly this vicious, violent framework. I was at the battlefield at Waterloo recently in Belgium, and I was struck with how close it is to Brussels. But no one in Brussels on that fateful day when that battle was fought in the early 19th century feared that the battle would come into town. The fate of nations were being determined by combatants in the days when there was a distinction between combatants and civilians. That went away in the 20th century. Indeed, the rule book was thrown out. So why have you dedicated your life to studying, considering, amending that rule book? Well, trying to get, in a sense, to rediscover or reinvent a framework that works for people of different belief systems to live together. Because one of the problems we face at the moment is a resurgence of a often implicit idea that we are bound to eventually agree. And I I don't think that's accurate. I think that's a big mistake. And I think it sows the seeds for a lot of potential violence and unrest. Do you agree, Helen? Yes, I think that our problem is really how to live with deep and irreconcilable differences. And I think understanding that our differences are irreconcilable, that they don't have a way of being resolved finally, is really an important step to thinking about, well, how do we live in a world like that and how can we live with each other? It's our end, God forbid. We're with Ian Benson, Helen Pringle. More on the discrimination law ahead. 